When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the New Zealand Football Organisation and the All Whites finally have their man. Darren Baisley, the team's interim head coach, has been rewarded for his efforts as the caretaker uh, with a full-time gig after a drawn-out recruitment process ended yesterday. Uh, Darren Baisley will have a full and uninterrupted run at the 2026 FIFA World Cup in his first crack at international level with a senior side, and he's been good enough to join us this morning. Good morning to you, Darren, and first of all, congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, good morning. um, Tell us about the emotions. I mean, uh, you've uh, been a a caretaker, a coach for a little while, and it's for want of a better word. Uh, you've been an assistant under a few campaigns as well. Tell us your emotions about finally realising that uh, you've got the big gig. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a real honour, you know, and a privilege. And um, I'm very proud to be given the position and the opportunity. I feel like I feel like I've been doing it for the last six months anyway, you know, with the, in regards to the windows and stuff. So, you know, from from last week to next week, you know, it's I don't feel like it's a big difference. Apart from now, it's you know I haven't got that interim tag, uh, and there's probably a little bit more settlement, you know, over coming over the next few years. Darren. What have you learned about yourself in the last six months? And what about uh, what have you learned about um, international football as the man in charge? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been involved in uh, New Zealand football for for about twelve years now. Um, I've been involved in the All Whites for for about seven years as as an assistant coach. Um, so I've been involved with this group of players for a long time. So so when we had the windows back in uh, March and just recently in Europe, it felt really comfortable, you know, being being back with the guys, you know, and, and, and even though I was in a different, uh, slightly different role, you know, it still felt pretty comfortable. I, I enjoyed it. You know, I always said to myself when I was given the opportunity, uh, be myself, you know, I was going to try and be myself, I was going to try and enjoy it and, and give it everything. So, you know, that's what we did in those windows uh, and, it, and it went pretty well. Obviously, results, you know, there's still some work to do to, to become an effective team. But, you know, I think in each of the games that we had, there were some really good moments of play um, and some good steps forward and some, some times where you, you can see the team progressing. How do you keep pace as an international coach now with your overseas players? Because let's be fair, we focus on the makeup of your squad and 90 plus percent of it would be based in overseas competitions. Just how can you possibly keep pace with all of those players? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a constant relationship building. You know, I'm in, I'm in contact weekly with, with most of the squad and I have been, you know, for the last year, really. Even as an assistant coach, you know, we keep keeping regular contact so that when we do get together, it's not a, a, not a new uh, relationship. So, and then it's just watching the games, you know, keeping an eye on all the results and, and fitness and, and everything of all the players that are around the world. And it's good. We've got, we're starting to, build up this real base of players now that are playing at a pretty high level um, and doing pretty well and forging their own personal professional careers um, and like I say the the last squad that we selected you know we're starting to have to make some decisions now on, on good players you know it's 
the days of just picking a, a team because they're professionals has sort of gone now. We're you know we're having to make some tougher decisions and leaving players out that are that are playing at a pretty good level, which is good for New Zealand football. But obviously, it makes it slightly harder picking squads when you're having to leave out good players. Darren, are you 100% confident that uh, the heart and soul of our of our footballers, our top-level footballers, is with the All-Whites? I mean, they're all, these guys, some of them are very highly paid um, professionals at club level, um, and that is, their, you know, that is their stock and trade as such. But what about the buy-in? Are you happy with that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously we've got a few players on, on the outside at the moment, um, like Ryan Thomas and stuff, that's been through some injury issues, and he's in a position... Um, similar to Sapri, where you know when you're carrying long-term injuries, you know your bread and butter is your club, and you do need to get paid. So you know there's some prioritisation there for for those guys. But for for the whole squad, they're so proud to represent New Zealand, and, and they they just love coming together. Um, and the the best parts, almost the best parts of camp, apart from the games, are those first couple of days when everybody's coming in to camp from around the world and just watching them all how they greet each other, you know, and connect back with each other is is pretty awesome but yeah you'll see you know players like chris wood who obviously is playing at the the pinnacle of the game you know he he turns up every game and he wants to play for new zealand every time and and i'm sure a lot of these guys get some pressure from their clubs to to not release themselves you know for each window because of the threat of injury and and stuff like that but now they 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 commit as a group they commit every time so they're they're really proud to play for new zealand and you know the buy-in's awesome Darren, how much is the A-League a breeding ground for the kind of player you're looking at these days? I mean, this is a standard improving. Uh, if you look at the makeup of uh, most all-white squads, uh, they come from all parts of the world, but uh, not too many uh, close to home. So h- how do you view the A-League as a standard? No, the A-League's, the A-League's a great place for us. You know, we've we've had some real success with players like uh, Sarpreet and Liberato, Kikache, you know, the, the played, started their careers in the A-League and, and gone on to better things. But, yeah, I mean, we pick players from the A-League pretty much every squad. You know, you Oli Sale, Tim Payne, Clayton Lewis, you know, and there's others, you know, that have been involved. So, you know, the A-League's, the A-League's a, good, a good league. You know, it is a, a potential starting league for young players, but, you know, it's also a league that stands on its own now, um, equivalent to some of the leagues around the world. Obviously not those those top leagues, but it's um, but it's a good league. It's competitive, um, and there's some good players playing in this league. So, when it comes to uh, the windows of opportunity um, that FIFA set, these uh, these windows for friendlies, etc. Um, in the past, we've we've missed the boat on some of these. Are, are, how's the focus on getting the most out of those opportunities uh, going forward? What's the priority there? Yeah, well, Andrew Pregnall's, you know, said in the media now that we're going to play in every window. Um, so there's some long-term planning, you know, and it is long-term planning because a lot of these countries lock in fixtures, you know, a lot a long time in advance. So we're we're getting ahead of that now. Um, like I say, New Zealand football is keen for us to play as always in every window that we can to give the guys as much game time and as higher level games as possible as well. Obviously, next year we'll, the World Cup qualifiers will start, so they'll, that'll take over some of the windows, um, and that's obviously the, the 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 job we have to get done. You know, we have to qualify for this World Cup, so that's so that's our main business now. But these games at the moment. 
our opportunities to test ourselves against some really good opposition like Sweden, you know, who are pretty highly ranked in the world. And, and again, if you watch that game, I think you'll, you'll agree that there were some, some moments in the game that we actually looked like we could compete at that level and, and, and actually do well at that level, you know. And then there were some moments where we, you know, we, we did some things there. We let ourselves down a little bit and conceded goals. But, you know, these are learning moments for us um, so that when we get finally to that end game, that World Cup games, you know, where we're consistently playing high-level opposition, then we're, we're in a better place. We seem to play a lot of international sport against our near neighbours, Australia, Darren. Would you be keen on more opportunities against Australia? I know it's dependent on availability of time, etc., but uh, it seems to be a great way to engender interest in the sport, those Anzac battles, and we don't seem to play them that often. No, 100%. You know, that should be a regular regular fixture now. You know, Australia are doing really well in the world game. Got some very good players, so that's a stiff competition for us. Uh, and like you say, it generates a lot of interest. You know, we, everybody wants to play Australia and everyone wants to beat Australia. So I think that would be a really good, you know, interesting game for the public and for the players. You know, definitely it would be competitive. Right, let's uh, look at uh, the immediate priorities for you. And uh, I would imagine the, the Olympics are on your your agenda. What's the, the initial program that you've you've got to set out? Yeah, so we've got the, the qualifiers coming up end of August uh, that are going to be in, in Auckland, which is good. Uh, so that's an under-23 competition. So the, I feel like the benefit I have is that this age group, if I go back four years to uh, the under-20s, this, was the, this age group is the under-20s that got cancelled because of COVID. So they're the COVID under-20s. But I spent two years monitoring this, this uh, age group and working with them. And then obviously we, we take them to the next under twenties age group, which we've just been to Argentina with. So this Olympic qualifiers, this under twenty three squad, it's gonna be completely um full of those two age group teams. Um so I've got a lot of in depth understanding of the players in those uh, you know, the potential eligible players. So it's gonna be a strong squad. You know, we um we had some games back in March, under twenty two games against China and, and the boys played pretty well in that. Um, so that will be a core, core group that will move forward to these qualifiers. And, and yeah, we'll have some players um, and hopefully we'll still be able to draw on the likes of Marco Stamanich and Matt Garbett, Ben Wayne, that are obviously current All-Whites that are eligible um, for this as well. So it could be a really strong group. But again, it's a, it's a tournament that we need to win. We need to qualify so that we get the opportunity to go to the Olympics again. Last outing, um, Darren, where uh, you were um, the interim coach, but now, of course, you're the head coach. And uh, again, congratulations on that. The last outing was not a good one um, in terms of um, its outcome because of uh, various reasons, uh, very ugly reasons as well. Um, where um, are you able to keep up to date uh, with where this is at as far as the FIFA process? Of course, I'm referring to the fact that uh, you guys didn't come out after half time yeah. because of comments made on the field. Are you are you conf- uh, confident that this process is going to be a thorough one? Yeah, I mean it's 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 gone official now. It's um, we've all made our statements and that's gone legal and gone to FIFA. So you know that'll be now a disciplined process that they'll they'll research you know and, and look into and. Um, I'm not sure how long that'll take. I'm presuming it'll be quite a long process. Uh, when we hear the findings of that, I'm not sure. Um, obviously, FIFA are in a position now where they've, they're on record as saying that they, you know, we don't want that in the game, um, and it happened. So, 
Um, we'll see what comes out of that, but obviously at this stage it's all pretty legal and uh, like I say, everyone's made their statements of, of what they heard, what they saw, um, and we'll wait to find out the results of that. Uh, must have been an interesting situation for yourself. I mean, you, you're watching the game of football, you see something unfold, but then again, you're going down uh, to the dressing room at halftime and you're starting to work on your, your plans um, evolving for the second half, etc., to project a 1-0 lead, and all of a sudden... Uh, that, all, that all goes out the window. It must have been uh, quite an eerie sort of uh, sensation for you. Yeah, it was. You know, the players were, were pretty pretty shook up by it, you know, and they they came off the pitch. And as staff, we didn't really know what had happened. Obviously, we're on the sideline. Um, but, I'm, I mean, it's pretty apparent when you watch the video that, that it happened and, and the players reacted. So they went straight into um, wanting to have a, a meeting with the leadership group and you know, had a discussion about it. Uh, at this stage, Qatar were now denying it. The referee denied hearing it. And it just became an issue of, like, nothing's been done about it. Everybody heard it. Nothing's been done about it. And, and the boys decided to just say, no, you know, we're not standing for it. We're going to make a stand. Um, you know, and, and Qatar started turning things full circle, which is just silly. You know, um, and, and turning it around as if you know New Zealand had said something in the first place. So, yeah, eventually the boys just said, "Nope, we're, we're not standing for that. It's it's, um, it's not right. Nothing's been done about it, and, and we're just going to say no." Uh, well, fair enough. Let's hope it uh, all comes out in the wash, and uh, the absolute right outcome um, is uh, apparent and uh, very open in terms of the process as well. Uh, Darren, hey, congratulations again. Uh, it's wonderful news that uh, the All Whites have an official head coach, and you are the man. We wish you all the very best going forward and uh, look to stay in touch at some stage in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Good to catch up.